Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fine friends. Uh, welcome to the 14th and final episode of season two of the Tom Petty Project podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. Um, looking a bit shaggy today because um, I really need a haircut, but my hairdresser is in Florida, which is far too far to drive, so I'll have to wait till she returns. Um, today's episode is a, another interview slash conversation episode, and I'm joined today by the extremely lovely and very entertaining Gwen Jones. Um, I managed to convince Gwen to jump on a Zoom call with me uh, to discuss her love of Tom's music, and it wasn't long before we were chatting like old friends. Um, you know, and that the number of wonderful, warm, and, and very generous people that I've met through the Tom Petty community and different online communities um, has really enriched my love of the music and the man way more than I would have would have thought possible. And I know that that's true for, for other people too. Um, he clearly brings out the best in people. Um, and though Gwen and I are from very different parts of the world, um, very different backgrounds, um, we shared, uh, we share a bond, uh, uh, that bond of our love of Tom's music. Um, and so it made it really very easy for us to spend a, a, an enjoyable hour in each other's company. I really hope that you enjoy this conversation too. Um, listen out for her brilliant thicket story. Um, it's a wonderful sort of um, memory of a, a Tom Petty lyric that means means a lot to her for a very amusing reason. Um, and that made me laugh a lot. Um, this episode will also be on YouTube. So if you want to watch the conversation between Gwen and I, you can do that. Um, and stick around till the end of the episode um, for the announcement of a surprise giveaway. And I think I talk about it a little bit in the episode, in the middle of the episode, but check out the end anyways. Um, you'll also notice a few edit points if you're watching the video version of this this episode uh and those are just where we had little um sort of zoom problems where you get that sort of tinny metallic freezy voice and then the video freezes so i try to edit, edit out as much of that as i could without really sort of disrupting the flow of the uh of the conversation too much so I'll enjoy it and let's dive into it yeah so where where were you born then are you so you said you're a texas girl Fort Worth, texas. Okay. moved to houston when i was five and we, I grew up in Bel Air, which is like a suburb of Houston. Um, lived there till I left home at 18 and married and took off, never moved back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so were your, your folks stayed there? Like your, your, your family was always uh, in that area? My parents are gone now. Right. Um, my dad's been gone since 85, and my mom's been gone uh, five years. And, um, so I have one brother in Houston, yeah, and a brother passed away. So, oh, but sorry. all kids sorry are like that, close yeah. to me here. So. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Um, so what was what was the music like in your family growing up? What kind of stuff did your your parents listen to? Were oh, they musical well, or? My mom and dad, of course, you know, growing up was back in the days of Lawrence Welk every week. Um, I remember us all gathering around for Ed Sullivan to watch the Beatles, you know, yeah. uh, for the first time. And uh, but my mom and dad were more country, Western um, and stuff, more way country. And I mean, yeah. I was always um, kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, when my dad passed away, he had told me it beforehand, he said, take some of the money again and buy something you would never just go buy yourself. And yeah. so I bought a, a jukebox, um, a 70 oh, wow. Rockola jukebox, which my oldest daughter has now. Um, so I bought it and had all these, you know, great old 45s and stuff. And I was, you know, I'd, but my kids grew up with me listening to a lot of Tom Petty, a lot of Motown, yeah, uh, a lot of Bob Seger, um, and of course, then they got me into like Oasis and Bush, and so oh, they, nice, uh, yeah. So we all—I mean, we all kind of listen to a little bit of everything. And I've only got two that are really into Tom Petty, not nearly the way I am being older, but yeah. they still my um, six, seventeen-year-old granddaughter is into Tom Petty, so. But she she went with us uh, to the birthday bash in 2019, my daughter and my granddaughter. So and that was great. It's so nice to be able to share that with with your kids and now your grandkids too, though, right? That's sort of that love yeah. of an artist. So my I was I talked about this on my podcast before, but my youngest daughter um, two years ago sort of 
came to me and my wife and said, I want a, I want a record player, I want a turntable. So it's a bit out of the blue. And she's quite tactile. She likes reading real books rather than, you know, the digital. So, okay, well, and I've, I always used to listen to vinyl when I was growing up, obviously. So we got her a record player, and the second record that she ever bought with her own money was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Greatest Hits. So it's like, was it yes, really? I've, I've done a good job there. I've done a good job with my kids. So, yes, yeah. you have. Funny, vinyl, I have still have vinyl. I still have cassette tapes and, you know, the CDs. Yep. Uh, but yeah, in the last few years, I just like this year, mailed my son in Utah a ton of albums. You know, I sent him yeah. like my white album and like the, you know, a bunch of Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so kind of spread them out among the kids before one just grabs all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there is something different. Than, I mean, it's obviously vinyl's making a comeback, but I find the difference for me is when you've got your phone or whatever, I tend to listen to playlists. Quite oh, a lot yeah. and just sort of just pick and listen what I want to. But with a record, you put the record on and you listen to the record. And right. then you come and then you hear again, you think, Oh man, I haven't heard that song in such a long time. That's such a great song. You know? I know, right? Uh yeah, I do that. And there's sometimes I will play the same, you know, like song over fifteen times yeah. in a row. You know, I mean it's just like I'm into that song. Like I can listen to Tom Petty and them do Route Sixty Six like a hundred times, you know. Yeah. That, so and, and a bunch of others you know they're just to me he covered every base there is to cover with his music so whatever mood i'm in there's something there for it 100 percent. so do you remember do you remember sort of the first time hearing tom petty and what yeah. song it was or yep american girl and it was back in um the 70s um, and I guess it was when we were moving back to Houston from Kansas City, because I remember we were in a U-Haul truck, and that was the first time I'd heard it, which immediately when we got settled, I bought the album, you know, their first album. Yeah. And from then on, it was, that was, you know, hooked me to Tom Petty. And then as he, as he got older, and as I got older, because I married my husband when I was 18. Yeah. Uh, well, I married him when I was 21, moved in with him when I was 18. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as he got older and I got older, it was like his music kind of changed, but he still had that, you know, songs again, that just for whatever the occasion was or whatever we were going through at the time, yeah. there was something there. And my husband felt the same way about that. Um, well, so he was, he was a fan too then? Your husband was a fan as yes. well? Oh, that's, that's handy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing because, you know, otherwise I'm sure he'd have said, could you get some of those Tom Petty pictures down? <laughs> so, but he never did. <laughs> no, but I, I actually only got to see Tom once in concert, and that was in 81. Okay. Uh, at the Summit in Houston. And, um, you know, it, we were not up close. But, you know, a concert, to me, I mean, being there um with so many people yeah and you're all just singing the words along with him and i always loved that he would stop and let the audience just sing you know and he kind of just sit back and then pick it up again you know when it was yeah after the chorus was done and stuff he'd get back up and sing again but he just you know it's so the the energy and the camaraderie between yeah. people at the shows and things you didn't have you know the pushing shoving the arguments or it yeah. was just everyone was there it was nice peaceful good time fun it isn't and, and i always find that when you when you go to a when, and when you whenever you go to see any concert really it all those those um social divides just just evaporate because you're all there for the same reason you're all exactly. there because you love this band so whether you're right or left whether you're gay or straight whether you know it doesn't none of that matters you're all just listening to the music and you're all reacting in the same way and that's why i love how, how unifying music can be i really really yeah, enjoy exactly. that and tom exactly. I, I think tom you were talking earlier though about as you sort of grew up and sort of grew older that tom's music stayed with you and i think my sense of that is that or my opinion on that is that he was such a great observer of life that he was able to the reason he connected with us so strongly is because he talked about things that we were all going through and no, so right. no matter what stage of your life you're going through and i didn't grow up with his music but if i was a teenager i'm sure i would have really connected with those songs off the first two albums right and then as you get older you can really appreciate some of the stuff he's talking about as he gets older so as he grows we grew 
or we grow and the music grows with you and it just means that much more to you as you get older right yes yeah um yeah and um i don't know what we want to get into on here anything at all uh, yeah <laughs> um you know everyone's got a tom petty story i guess and um you know with the group that i have and it's a small group we have like 12 we just went over 1200 people yeah yeah yeah. um you know which i started last january so it's only been a year so yep. just barely over a year um and we're doing good i mean you know we i hear stories from from members in the group and things they've gone through and it's like you you know we're just all the same there's like no divide between any of us you know yeah. whether it's you know financial whether you said like if you're gay straight politics whatever you know just doesn't matter politics out <laughs> yeah you know um but it's just his music does just bring people together and i don't know what it was about tom if it was just because he did go through a lot of the same things. I mean, you know, he went through divorce. He went through starting out with nothing. He's, yep. you know, the way we all do. When you leave home, you're starting out on your own with nothing and you're yep. building a life. So, you know, um, I will tell you a funny little story. Yeah, sure. um, my husband drank sometimes too much. Um he uh, and a buddy went off one night uh, and they went like probably 70 miles from our house, 60, 70 miles from our house. And at 3 a.m. I get a phone call and it's the police department and they're oh. like, you come pick up your husband. And I'm like, no, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I call him or I called my brother-in-law to come get me because he was in my car. My husband was. And uh, so we go drive out there. My brother-in-law just drops me off. I get my car uh, my, and his friend is with him and I don't even know his friend. <laughs> so we get in the car because I'm leaving and the police say, you need to take them with you. I said, they're drunk. You're going to let me just take them, you know, and not. And he's like, take them, because it's a little bit small town. Right. So as soon as we get just out of town, on the side of the road, I pull over and I stop and I'm like, get out. Both of you just get out. Don't walk in front of me. <laughs> just walk yourself back home. And so I left him there and it took him literally to the next day to get home. But that wasn't my problem. And there was no, you know, and I did the scream in the car, left him out in the thicket. Yeah. We left out that song so much after <laughs> the fact. It kind of just became a thing with us. Every time we'd hear that song, there was this look. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that was my thicket song. <laughs> so my thicket story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Sweet that's, you know. It's funny yeah, that association here, that, that association with songs can be something as simple as that. Just that one yeah, line you connect with, yeah. with that happening, you know. Yep. And, and, and you know, the honey don't walk out, I'm too drunk to follow. And it's like, I just, when I hear that song, I always go back <laughs> to that time and think. And, and I can remember, you know, him and I both just laughing when, when that song had come out. Yeah. How perfect is that? Where was this? <laughs> <laughs> Where was it when I needed it? <laughs> Yeah. And I should say for, for my listeners who are not familiar, um, the group that Gwen's talking about, it, it it's the Tom Petty Fans Forever group on Facebook, um, which everyone should definitely go and join. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, a little bit more, Gwen, because I was going to put you, so there are lots of Facebook groups on, on you know, or lots of groups on Facebook yes, that are dedicated to Tom Petty because he's such a, a big part of so many people's lives. And one of the big ones, obviously, is the Tom Petty Nation. Um, and that yeah. one, I always find that it's a little bit more sort of, corporate slash business oriented you know it's got the the very hard times with Sirius XM and and it's got more of the official stuff on there and obviously that's because really that's what the fan club morphed into right. so that's the official right. sort yeah. of arm of it but what I find with your group is that it's so much more it's more like a family it's warm and it's connected and the people on there are genuinely lovely and it's more like just having a conversation day to day about Tom Petty rather than sort of going out and I'm I'm doing a post about Tom Petty. Well no, I'm just going I'm going chatting with my friends on your group. Right. So I wanted to and ask you do. when you started the group, was that kind of what you were looking to build or what was the sort of the reason and the impetus behind starting the group? Well, 
I actually, I was in a couple of groups and I was in Tom and I am still in Tom Petty nation and, and I'm yep. still in a couple other groups. And I've, I've always been one who I don't mind people sharing, you know, things, some groups don't want you sharing their things to other yep. groups or, or stuff. And so, uh, I was in one group where I was actually, you know, the moderator and stuff to start with. And, the lady got upset with me about post and um, I'm not even going to say which group that was because anyone yep. in my group much knows. But she <laughs> me out. So when, it, yeah. when the people found out, they started messaging me and they asked me to start the group. I mean, oh, okay. I, just, I, I don't think I would have just done it on my own. Um, but so many of uh, the people I had met that are, you know, in my group now, um, and stuff, they're like, Gwen, start your own group. It'll be so much better. And you're just so much easier and so much, <laughs> you know, uh, and right off the bat, we just started jumping up in numbers and stuff real quick. And, um, so, you know, we don't have a lot of rules. We don't let people sell knockoff stuff. I'm truly yep. against that. Uh, the funny thing in my group is Dana Petty just joined a yeah. week or so. Jane Petty has been a member of it for a long, long time. She okay. doesn't post on it, uh, but she is. And I've spoke with her a few times, um, just messaging, not speaking face-to-face -face or anything. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, when I started, I think the thing is, like I said, you know, we're watching each other's grandkids grow up. We're not just friends on Tom Petty fans forever but we're also friends off and i can't say i'm friends with every single person in the group offline yeah. but i've become very close with several of them you know we've gone through you know friends who have had issues in, with cancer in their families and with you know their animals or or just whatever the case may be they're just down in the dumps but we're more you know at least we can talk to each other and yeah. having you know, I'm a, being a member of Tom Petty Nation. I think that's the biggest difference in our group. And of course, theirs is much larger, and I'm sure it's harder to keep up. Yeah. Uh, but I think that there is a more like closeness in my group of people that are friendlier and more welcoming. Um, you know, I've and I have met some great people in there, not just, you know, the, I mean, and they're all members and yeah. we have members, you know, like in Canada, we have members in the Netherlands in yeah. England in Norway and Greece. We have members all over the place, uh, Ireland, you know, so, yeah. and that's interesting because we do get to, you know, the diversity of, uh, the, the different people and, and their take on things. So, um, you know, my goal is hopefully yeah, it'll get bigger. I don't care if we ever get to 30,000 people. <laughs> I'm happy with it the way it is. And, um, you know, and, and my, the, the people in there are such giving people. Uh, and, and if someone has a problem, then we try to help with it. You know, yep. the best we can. Um, well, I know, think... I think you struck the nail on the head, though. There, that, that's that is what it's about, and I think that once you start getting a, a Facebook group like that, that that becomes so big, because once you get to right. thirty, forty thousand people, you simply can't interact with everyone, really. You know, so so then you sacrifice that sort of that engagement with people, and I think that's you know, if you, there's a parallel there with if you think about when Tom reformed Mudcrutch. That's clearly about well, I want to go out and play music just with my friends, and I want to go and play smaller venues again because now I'm not going to play big arenas but now right. it gives it gives them the ability to be in a room with 500 people and see the whites of their eyes and watch them react to the music which is a totally different thing right so he can do yeah. tom petty and the heartbreak because that's his tom petty nation but then he can do mud crutch and that's his tom petty fans forever so that same right. kind of idea right i think i exactly um and i you know and i do know you know and then when you get in a bigger group like that sometimes i mean i kind of myself felt like um you know being such a big group and there is actually another group out there that has more people than Tom Petty Nation. Okay. Uh, they, uh, you know, and they're a great group, nice people stuff. We share back and forth things and, you know, members of their group, they're members of mine, whatever. Um, I think, I guess I, I find that, um, like you said, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to keep that closeness yeah. that, that we have in mind, which yeah. I want to keep, so... 
Absolutely. And then the other thing it allows you to do is, and I wanted to tell, again, my listeners about this, because so every now and again, you'll do a giveaway Yes. On, your, on the group. And that's just something that you do out of your own pocket for no other reason than your love of Tom Petty and you're, you're wanting to share that. And I should, I was just on Sean video, I'll probably show this. So I've got a bunch of, I've got a bunch of postcards. So I've not framed these yet and I've got, I've got to frame them. I've got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Um, but it did inspire. I mean, I was talking to you, I think either on the group or offline about this. Um, I'm going to start doing the same thing. So I think the first one, and this is a good opportunity to do it, is I have uh, a signed copy of John Scott's book, um, Tom Petty and Me. And I'm going to put a little question up i think i'll do the same thing you do i'll put a, a question up um on the tom petty fans forever group and that's where we'll give the uh, we'll give the book away because oh, i think yeah. paying that Good forward and, and we can all do that i can you can do i don't know whatever that cost 30 bucks it'll cost or something you can do that once every every now and again yeah totally do it and it brings it, a little like light all the time, yeah but I, I try to do it every few months or so in fact i yeah. had a member uh message me this morning and she showed me a picture of a a painting a friend of hers had done and it uh said you belong among the wildflowers and it was the lady's own you know painting yeah. and stuff and the lady had made a t-shirt also with the the print on it and so um the member in my group was like how about if i have her make one that we can give away so i mean even yeah. the members want to you know be involved in giving things away and stuff too which i think is great because i know some people in the group that are just starting out because then we have a couple of young ones that yeah. like they haven't heard this song or they haven't heard that song and they don't know a lot about things uh so we're trying to help them and educate them and tom petty and the heartbreakers um and so uh you know i try to send little things to people yep. you know, if i can and do that but um now I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> no now I have spoken, so. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you talk about that the way. I often think about that, you know, when young people start getting into Tom Petty, because I got into Tom Petty quite a little bit later in life or later in my life, and you think, oh, man, I just envy you because you've got so much ahead of you. You've got so many amazing songs and amazing albums to discover. You know, and I wish I could I go back and, album. yeah, and I wish I could go back and wipe my memory and go through it for the first time again because that, that first time hearing... I don't know, Fault Lines. The first time I heard Fault Lines, it blew my mind, you know, and the first yeah. time I heard Echo just blew my mind and lasted. And so going through the, that, that sort of, that process of discovering not just one or two albums, but 16 phenomenal albums, like what a gift that is to be able to give to someone. Right. And, you know, surprisingly, I mean, at the time, um, there's not a song that he did that's bad. There's no. not one that's not, you know, good. Um, the, some are great, but some are just good. So I'm not going to say every single one is great because there's only yeah. a couple I'm not real fond of. Um, but, uh, you know, listening to him and his music and then going back from a newer album or like the unreleased songs they added to Wildflowers and all the rest, which I thought were great. I never yep. knew that Lee Virginia alone was Tom Petty's song that Rod Stewart did, you yep. know, and I'm, why would you ever do that? Yours is so much better you know, <laughs> um, and stuff, but it's like you get new stuff, but you still kind of fall back into your mood, you know, where it's like, I'm going back to the first one and start over or something. And yep. then, playback you kind of get a you know some of everything in it and even the cover songs which he did some great cover songs oh yeah um, and stuff but um i think you know that my hope is and i do think it will be that way is that his music is going to always be he's not going to be you know someone that is forgotten no down. never enough people and their children and grandchildren you know that tom petty's music is just going to always be alive and the one thing that he could do that no one else does is bring people together i mean if he you know was here now you know it would be like things may be so different and i think that for me to think that you know a musician um you know, they, they get up and they speak and they stuff. But Tom, he actually got out when he believed in something and he stood out in picket lines and he yep. fought things and, you know, um, but there's just something that, that his gift, and I do believe that he was so gifted that, yep. that he just 
there was nothing that he touched and we were talking like mud crutch and going back to that to his roots you know he just never forgot where he came from and he was always so you know true to himself yeah and um but you know to think that he's you know and i i do remember because i remember his first album so well you know the the long hair and the black leather jacket yeah. and the you know, attitude thing going on. Um, <laughs> and then he goes to Mud Crutch and, um, you know, brings them back. And then to do the Wilburys, oh, God, yeah. do oh, anything for one day just to sit and one day in that and just listen and observe and never even open my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Because it was like that had to be the greatest thing. And, and he, he accomplished so much more than he even dreamed about accomplishing. Um, when I think we we talk about that, and it's the same thing with Mudcrutch. It's that it's making music. I mean, there's there's obviously there is the business side of it, and you have to take care of because you you know a a touring act like the Heartbreakers, they're responsible for a lot of people's. That's their job, right? So the roadies and the sound guys and the lighting rig guys and all these people. That's a big production that you're responsible for these people's way of life. But at the core of that is the music, and I don't. That's the one thing that Tom never lost was that. And so with the Wilburys. You've got five guys there. They're just, well, we don't need to, they don't need to do that. They don't need to do that for money. They don't need to do that for publicity. Let's just get together in a room with the five of us and see what we come up with and just have fun with it. And that's the purest form of music to me, as far as I'm concerned. True. And, you know, and the truth is, he said he would have done it for free if he had to work in Taco Bell just to do the music. Absolutely. And I do think he would have, you know, it's just, he was, he was blessed enough to, have been able to give us so much, um, you know, and I've met so many people. I mean, I've met, you know, when we went to um, the birthday bash in 2019, I didn't get to go to the first one. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet Tom Leiden and, you know, John Scott yeah. and Paul Zolo. And it was amazing. We just, you know, and to me, those are people who are star class, I guess. Yeah, 100% famous people and it's just little old me from Texas, you know, and uh, but being able to talk to him and it's just like talking with you or, you know, talking to somebody in my house. They, I mean, they were the nicest people in the world yeah. and it's, he just attracts that type of person. You don't get the, you know, bad vibes from anyone in any of these groups. And that's, that's what, what I think leads into that question. I always ask to people, like, what, what makes Tom Petty different? You know, in terms of sort of the fan base. So, I mean, I love Led Zeppelin. I love the Beatles. I love a lot of different bands. And you sort of end up in those fandoms. But there's just something special about Tom Petty's. And I think it's because the love goes beyond... We all love his music, obviously. But we all love him, too. And I think that, as you said, he, he attracted a lot of really good people. And you don't do that unless you're a really good person yourself. So I think because exactly. he had that that authenticity and that genuine love of people, even though he wasn't a you know wasn't one for big parties and big crowds, genuinely loving people, that comes across and people remember that. They remember you know the, the old saying that people don't remember what you do, they remember the way you made them feel, and I think that right. that, that plays into that, right? So so when you were down at the birthday bash and you sort of among all these uh, these Tom Petty fans, that must have just been the best thing in the world. That must have been amazing. Oh, well, amazing. great. Um, and not just that, it was great to, you know, and, and even as old as I am, and I am 66. So, but you know, my daughter, my daughter went with me, my granddaughter at the time, my granddaughter was 15. Um, and she plays guitar a little bit. She's still taking lessons. Um, but it's like to be there and to know, you know, we were at Depot Park and that, you know, of course we went by where he grew up yep. and, and the murals. And I got to, I did get to meet Blake Harrison too, you know, when I was there, who takes care of the wall mural yep. and stuff there um, and stuff. But it's just funny to stand there and think, you know, this is where he was. This is yep. just simple hometown, you know, Um but then, like I said, and, and and to meet these other people, um, yeah, it's a cool thing for Gainesville too, because you know, and it's such a, it's such a small town, but it's produced. I mean, not just Tom Payne and the Heartbreakers, but you know, I mean, the Eagles really yeah. were sort of sort of born there, and then a lot of other. And like I said, the um, oh, what's his name now? There's a few artists from from such a small town. It's an unusual thing for such a small place to sort of birth this 
really impactful, well, important part of rock and roll. College time, for sure. Yeah, that makes a big yeah. difference. But yeah, I mean, you know, Texas, we've had ours, but most of ours are country western. Yeah, um, and stuff. But uh, you know, it's like truthfully, I mean, to, to be, it's like if you go to Gainesville, you may as well be a Tom Petty fan because <laughs> you're going to meet people, and that's you know, they're Tom Petty fans. And I'm not saying everyone in Gainesville is, but. Um, they make you feel like your family, like you're part of it. And I think Tom had that quality yeah. that I think, you know, that his family and him had, you know, their actual family. But Tom made you feel like you you were, that you knew him, that you knew him as well as you knew your next door neighbor, you know, and you just had that feeling though you never met him, but yeah. you felt like you knew him. And um I, I think that's a quality that a lot of people don't have. Uh, Agreed, yeah. And it's funny that Dana has that too, right? I, I always find that with when Dana posts either in The Nation or hopefully she'll start posting in, in your group, that there's that, that, that genuine love goes both ways. You know, right. that, they, that Tom obviously loved his fans because he never raised his ticket prices, fought against album price hikes, all those kinds of things. It was It was about that genuine sort of appreciation he always said you know that i can't i can't believe i get to do this this is crazy you know that i get to play yeah. music in front of people and they want to listen that that's that's as good as anything um and you were talking about that a little bit about there's that sort of side of, of tom that he was definitely blessed with a, a mercurial talent but it's also worth remembering and it's always what i tell the kids right you can be smart so you, or you can be gifted but you got to work hard too and his right. work ethic i mean the, the it's the one side of the band that i it frustrates me the most with other people who don't know the don't know their music is that they're underappreciated as musicians. They were an amazing tight band. Like you listen to them play yes. live just on videos and things. They never drop notes. They never screw up. I mean, very, very rarely because right. they're so practiced and they take it seriously. You know, they're not out there just doing coke and getting drunk all the time. When they're on stage, <laughs> that's the job now. Now you've got to play for people, and that's important. And you take that seriously. And I love yeah, that side and of I them, think you know? they, And they did it. And I think, you know, Tom even said once, you know, and at, well, at least in his song, you know, works all he knows. And the truth is, you know, he'd been working since a very, you know, a young age. Yeah. Um, and then to get in the, the music business as young as he was, um, you know, in his 20s, um and yeah the, the people he picked the best people he could oh, have yeah. around him um mike campbell is to me the guitarist he's right up there with you know stevie ray Vaughan, jimmy hendrix you know i'm gonna yep. say you know several uh mike campbell's great and he's a good person uh too and and that's another thing about them they were all i mean from everything I know, I've never read anything bad about any of them or heard nope. anything bad about any of them. Um, you know, I I think it's sad how he, you know, was gone so young, but, uh, you know, he had his own things to uh, do. But I think that with him in the band with them, that, you know, his harmonies and things with oh. Tom were just so dead on, you know, that they there was almost like they were just side by side constantly yeah but to be with a group of people like ben mont mike scott you know yeah and whether it was stan at the time or whether it was uh steve now you know they were for 40 years together that's longer than most marriages last, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and like a marriage, it's going to go through its ups and downs, right? But you're right, too, because, I mean, if you think about just the serendipity of going over to um, play some harmonica for Ben Mon right. and meeting Mike and then, then realizing, oh, wait a minute, there's a band here that I really need to be playing with. And so Mike Campbell and Tom Petty, a perfect songwriting duo. Uh, Tom Petty and Howie, a perfect vocal duo. So all those things sort of line up and, and, and just fall into place. But again, I think... A lot of that comes from putting yourself in the right positions and trying to associate with the right people, so that when you when you recognise it, it's taken advantage, right? So obviously he stole stole Howie. He sort of said, "No, he's he's got <laughs> yeah. to come, come and play with me." I'm sorry, but that's just you know. <laughs> yeah, from Dale Shannon, I think. Yeah. It was. <laughs> but from, you know, it's yeah. funny too, because like you said, I mean, you know, for every hour of fun that those guys had, you know, families, whatever, personal time, they did two hours of work. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely put in the time and yep. the precision for every song they did. And, and you, it, it 
me sometimes that Tom said songs just came to him so he could yeah. write a song in five minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been trying to write one 50 <laughs> years and haven't got it yet. Wildflowers, one take. That was, that came to me. That is just, that blows my mind. I mean, some I songs you could see, you know, something like, um, uh, well, Baby's a Rock and Roller. I can see sitting down and writing that out because that's a fairly simple, straightforward lyric yeah. and it's a quite a straightforward rock and roll song. But Wildflowers, that's just something, that's just lightning. That's lightning in the bottle. To capture that exactly. and sort of have that come to you, it's, it, that amazes me. It just blows my mind. Yeah. He he was, he definitely, you know, it's something. Um, you know, I don't, I, I just, you know, I'm so thankful because who knows really i mean short of the family who knows how much more music there is that may be released you know yeah. that we haven't heard yet yeah. and hopefully there is i would love a whole album of it um so we'll see what happens with that but it's amazing to me that one person can just you know and i say one person as in tom writing and i know yeah. michael with him and things but for for tom you know and and to be as shy as he was yeah. because I, i've always read that he was really very very painfully shy um to get out on a stage in front of yeah. you know millions of people i'm coming yeah there's something there driving you it's a strange thing isn't it i know a lot of um introverted people who are in the performing arts and it's that, like Jim Morrison famously, you know, The Doors famously wouldn't even mm -hmm. face the audience for the first, I don't know, three or four right. months that band played. I right? remember so, that. Yeah, and, and I've got, you know, a friend who um, runs a brewery, actually, in, um, in the province I live in. And he's a big spokesman for uh, craft brewing industry in our province. And um, he's a big spokesman for sort of um, local causes and charities and things. But very, very introverted, really, and, and very shy. But sometimes that... I don't know. Sometimes that makes the the better artist. And I think something else I was gonna I was gonna talk about as you were as you were talking there. You were, you, you were saying about you know um, how good a band they were and how good music musically they were. And you you don't get to and how many songs he wrote. But it's not just the songs for the Heartbreakers and Mudcrutch and Traveling Wilburys. Of course, he wrote for Stevie Nicks and he wrote right. with Johnny Cash and he wrote with John Prine and he wrote you know I mean the band you know and Tom performed with and wrote with so many people. And of course, you're talking elite level, you know, songwriters right. and artists in their own right that don't really need any help. So that shows you the the regard that they were held in, I think, across the music music industry. Oh yeah, I think mean, so many artists wanted to play with them and 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 stuff, you know, and wanted them involved, whether it was producing or whether it was, you know, whatever part they played. Yeah. And you know, luckily Mike's gone on, you know, with the Dirty Knobs and stuff. Yeah. You know, we see Ben Mont, you know, plays occasionally here and there and things. Um, but they're all doing something musically still. And and yeah. I, I was very touched not long ago. Mike put a little short video out, um, you know, and was thanking Tom for taking a chance on a teenager that, you know, yeah. didn't have a clue. And I'm thinking he was a teenager, too. Yeah. Well, the other thing is it's Mike Campbell. Like you're Mike Campbell, <laughs> you know, and, and, but I think that. Like you said, I mean, and I sometimes think that maybe that's a, it's a Southern thing a little bit that you get that sort of, there's a Southern humility that I really like that, you know, because America's obviously sometimes got a, a reputation on the world stage as being a very boisterous and sort of braggart sort of country. But you yeah. get a lot of people from the South that it's not that way at all. They're, they're raised with good values and they're sort of taught to sort of, you know, downplay your own achievements and build other people up. And the, the boys were definitely a great example of that, right? Yeah. Um, I think, too, you know, I, I think one of the funniest little quotes I heard was from uh, Danny Harrison made about, you know, being around Tom's girls, you know, yeah. uh, and Anna Kim and going, yeah, but your dad's Tom Petty, you know, <laughs> dad's George Harrison. And he's thinking, your dad, you're the coolest dad, you know. <laughs> And I can't even imagine uh, that conversation. <laughs> I know, hey. And I think it's just that thing, right? Because we, because at a distance, we sort of put them on a pedestal and idolize them so much that sometimes you do forget that they're just people. Right. <laughs> they're, just, exactly. they're just people. They've, they've got grandkids and they've got kids and they, they go through the same things with the kids that we do. They just happen to, at the end of the day, then get up on stage and entertain millions of people, you know? So. Right. <laughs> That's the difference. Um, cool. Yeah, no. So um, let's. I want to talk a little bit, real just quickly, about um, You're Gonna Get It, so the second album. Oh, I have that one right here. 
Nice work. And you've got the the addition with the the stars on too, yeah. right? That I'm very jealous of. <laughs> yeah, stars. I'm going to get eventually. Yeah, this is an original one. Yeah. So what are the, I mean, obviously, Need to Know and Listen to Her Heart, both absolutely phenomenal songs. They've been played on the radio since they were released, so they're timeless classics. But what are the other songs on the album that really would that stand out for you apart from those two? Which would you say? Um, I, I'm, I'm real fond of No Second Thoughts and Restless. Okay. Especially Restless. I really like Restless. And I really? think that, yes. Okay. And I don't know if it's just the words in it, not so much the music to it as the words in it. But yeah, Restless is, is one of my favorites too. Okay. Um, you know, when I say favorites, I do, I could list off like I have 10 favorite, favorite songs. But yeah. gosh, they're hard to, you know, yeah. like, oh, maybe I need to switch this one out. But yeah, Restless on this one, you know, and I think this album, you know, wasn't, you know, I know their first one wasn't a big splash yeah and this one was a little different than the first one i don't think i mean you know there are the standout songs on it but i think there's a little bit of you hear a little bit on some of them the a, a little more bluesy yeah. music um maybe it's country blues kind of or southern blues i don't know but yeah um yeah i just you know i really do like restless and i like no second thoughts i would have to say those two come up next cool yeah no second thoughts i mean when i started listening to that song for the for the podcast episode it's one of those that i'd kind of i don't know if i'd just forgotten about it or overlooked it or what but for some reason when i started listening to it for the for the podcast record i was like this is this is just a brilliant song. And then when you listen to the version on live anthology, oh my God, it's just beautiful. And they, they slow it down a little bit and yeah. the sound's a little bit fuller and it just, it's got that little bit more of a country vibe to it. It just killed. And so um, another, the fan that I spoke to um, in the first season, Dallas Elliker and I, we're going to, we're actually going to record it. We're going to try doing a, a long here. distance. Yeah. We're going to try doing a long distance. Um, he's in California. I'm um, in, in Saskatchewan. So we're going to try and do a long distance thing and see how it goes. Cause that's, it's such a great song. I mean, it that, is that I chorus. Think, oh man, it just it just gets yeah. me. Yeah, you know, and that's it. The chorus is 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 it catches you, and I think that this album that you're going to get an album was one that you listen to it once and you you like it, and it's Tom Petty, and you have again the standout songs. But I think it's one of those albums you have to listen to twice yeah. to start getting it, and then maybe by the third time you're actually catching on. Absolutely, yeah, and it, so and the song I mean, the song for me, I think that again, sort of outside of the the hits on that album, too much ain't enough. And you oh, talk, yeah. You talk about that blues thing, right? That's that's the yeah. real swampy yeah. southern blues rock. Exactly, a, a great line, and I, I guess it was a um, he was in New York and he'd seen that phrase "too much ain't enough" was spray painted on the side of a building. And so that goes straight into the notebook because, oh, I can use that, you know, and that's another yeah. sign of a good songwriter. <laughs> pay attention to what's around you and, and you know, but I love yeah, that too. Yeah, so. he did that. Like, he always was writing down things he saw. But... Yeah. Well, comedians do it too. That's another thing that stand-up comedians do. They, they'll see something and if it just strikes them as weird or funny, just I'll just write that there and I'll think about that later. And so when I need it, I can go back to a little bank of things that I might be able to, you know, be able to use, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that to me that the second album sort of it definitely builds on that first album because obviously that was their first real, you know, and they were, they were actually really sort of just still being put together, you know, because it wasn't yeah. really the heartbreakers initially. It was a Tom Petty solo record it was going to be, and then obviously he sort of kept sneaking the boys in, and and it yeah. became a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record. Um, but this album, it does feel a little bit more like a a band having a, a set of songs, and it's there's a clear sort of identity to the band. And it's still eclectic. There's still kind of a quite a variety of different types of songs on there. But I think it does really build on that sort of musicianship from the first one. And you can already start to see that Tom's thinking about, well, I don't want to just write two and a half minute pop songs. I want to start trying a few different things here and there, which obviously on Damn the Torpedoes, then he really started to take that that next step yes. further. So that's always been, it's always a bridging thing between the first record and Damn the Torpedoes to me, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, he... he... Um, you know, at his shows, I mean, you know, he was the type that wanted to, uh, even when he was young, you know, put his own songs in, you know, yeah. when they were playing dubs or playing someplace, sneak in one of their own songs, you know, and things in there with the covers yeah. uh, and stuff, which, you know, he just had such a wide range of ideas about songs and things to 
um, you know, it's like his, you know, I, I have to say some of his favorite and truly one of my favorite songs of his is Casadega. Yeah. I love that song. I've loved it from the very first time I've heard it. Um, I wanted to go there and didn't make it there when we went to Florida. So that's on my to-do list. Yet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just amazing to me that, like you said, you know, for this group to start out as young as they were and they, and, and all these guys followed him on his, just on faith, you know, we yeah. in a prayer, um, and to do it. And, and he made sure that, you know, he stuck with them and, you know, and like going back in, like you said, and doing mud crutch again, because Tom did like to do smaller shows and, yeah. I feel closer to the audience and people not, you know, I mean, he loved the huge audience, of course, but, you know, to be in a more intimate environment with people, you know, and to go back for your friends that you yep. started with 30 years later, you know, and go back and do something with them again. You know, it's amazing. And they picked up like they'd never missed a day. Yeah. You know, and it's the only, it's the, it's the only, I was thinking about that the day. I can't think of any other, there's lots of artists who, you know, they'll, They'll go back and do a project with someone, or they'll go, they'll go and work with someone they worked with years ago. But I don't know of any other major act at the level of the Heartbreakers or the level of Tom was, who sort of went back and just said, "Well, I'm going to reform the band that came before this." I can't think of a single <laughs> other example of that. No, I mean, I'm, I'm no. happy to be proved wrong, but I, I can't think of one. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's do um, let's do our. Uh, I'll give you the ten quick fire questions and see how you get on with okay. these. This will be a lot. This will be a lot of fun. So. It's the question that every Tom Petty fan dreads. Um, what is, if you could only pick, if you were forced with your arm up your back to pick one album, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite album. Um, it could be an album that's really important to you for some reason, but which one Tom Petty album would you take with you onto a desert island? Southern Accent. Ah, okay. Why? I'm going to ask you why. Because there's so many songs on there that have meaning to me. Um and stuff that uh, went through when my husband passed away, I think. Okay. So um, I think that, I think Southern accents. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that are, again, I've talked about this before, but I was, I think it was about 18 months or so ago. Um, I do long distance running and I was at about the ninth kilometer. So about five miles into a sort of six and a half mile run. And I had my Tom Petty playlist playing uh, just on random and southern accents the song came on and it you know sometimes when it cat you it catch it takes your breath away there's yeah. that sort of that rise of emotion and i had to walk for a little while just to get my breath back because it just caught me off guard and i wasn't ready for it because it's so beautiful and it's so it is so emotional so, that it you i know. think that the best you know i guess because um you know the, the part that gets to me is you know i mean if you you know and it is true you wish the best for people, you know, but for yeah. someone you truly love to wish the best, even if it doesn't include you, yeah. you know, that takes some doing um, and things. So, um, I, yeah, I, I would say Southern accents. I could listen to that one forever. Fantastic. Okay. Your second question, Mud Crutch or Traveling Wilburys? Which one do you pick? <laughs> Traveling Wilburys. I think just because it's such a fun group, such a fun thing. Their songs are, you know, so, some of them are just ridiculous little things. They popped out yeah. of their mouth so quick. So I think I think Wilburys. Yeah. Fantastic. And that was my, I, I always tell people this, that was actually, I'm pretty sure that was my introduction to Tom Petty. I think I heard the Wil Wilburys before I heard Tom Petty, because my dad was really? a huge, well, my dad was a huge Beatles fan, and so then obviously a, a big Wilburys fan. So I'm 95% sure that I would have heard Tom through the Wilburys first, which is not not typical, I guess. But right. Okay, so if you could join the Heartbreakers on stage for one song, what would it be, and what instrument would you play, or would you sing? Now this is you've got to imagine a world where you can actually play the instrument. So if you, if you want to play drums, let's just pretend you can play drums or guitar. Or if, I don't know if you do, but, or you can sing. What would you do? What song would you go with? Hmm, if I could play one song with them in any instrument, I think it would be, does it have to be their song or a cover song? 
whatever you like. Uh, I think I would do I Fought a Lot. Oh, nice. So who would be your dream opening act at a Tom Petty concert? Who do you think would be the best opening act? You know, and it's someone I did see, and it's someone actually I think that opened for them once or twice, and it's going to be weird, but uh, I, I'm I'm going to say the Georgia Satellites. Really? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I thought... they're kind of just a fun group too. Okay, I, I know maybe a couple of their songs, but I don't wouldn't say. Yeah, they don't have a lot, but they're they were just kind of a fun group. When I saw them, they were just kind of a fun group. Right on, right on. Okay, who is your favorite band member other than Tom? If you have, uh, I think Howie. Yeah. You know, Howie was so talented too. Not just you know music wise and singing. You know, he produced and he did a lot of work with like John Prine. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Cash as well, um, and stuff. And he was just such a sweet guy. He just seemed like such a sweet guy. Yeah. Well, won a Grammy. I mean, he won a Grammy for The Missing Years, which is, a, again, just a phenomenal album and has one of my favorite John Prine songs on. Yeah. All the Best. All the Best is such a great song. And you get that sort of, you do get that feel of, um, always get that feel from Howie that he was just a sweetheart, right? And obviously, yeah. obviously yeah. had his demons, but just a, just a lovely man. Right. And I, you know, and I've had, you know, a couple of people that knew them tell me a couple of stories, you know, and yeah. even, um, even Jane Petty, um, you know, she always refers to Howie as sweet, sweet Howie, you know, yeah. so I just have to think that he was a sweetheart, you know. When you just always think too, like, maybe if I just went and gave him a hug and told him that yeah. he was loved, maybe that would, you know, which I'm sure lots right. of people did, but... <laughs> Yeah, and he loved any and he loved animals. And but then again, Mike yep. Campbell loves animals as well. And you know, is involved with uh, Rock the Dogs, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. a shelter that they support and stuff. And uh, they do a great job, you know, for things. So um, yeah, I think Howie would be my choice. Right on. Yeah, right on. Um, okay, so if you could go and see any Tom Petty concert from history, which one would it be? Oh my God. I would say I would want to go all the way, a concert, um, a show. Um, hmm. I think I would want to go back way to the beginning to Winterland. Oh, wow. Okay. Right, <laughs> right back then. Young. They were young and so full of energy and hungry and, you know, striving to, to, to get it. And, you know, that, yeah, I think there are whiskey, you know, one of those shows, I think from the very start. Yeah. And I was, it was funny that I was, I was talking to, I was talking to Jake Thistle about that maybe, but um, thinking when I, you know, when, when I got into Tom Petty, it was later on and he wasn't quite as rowdy on stage. So when you see, right. when you saw sort of video footage, he was, you know, he'd kind of play and he'd, he'd move around a little bit, but those early concerts, when you see the footage from some of those, he's leaping around like a madman and going yeah. crazy. And you sort of forget no, that, no, he's guy's a rock him. and roller. <laughs> <laughs> okay ah uh, what are we on question seven walls circus or walls number three which is your favorite version circus really okay this is getting more traction than i thought it might okay <laughs> any reason or just that's the one that kind of grabs you that's just the one i like better okay if you could pick any artist to cover any tom petty song that hasn't already been done who would it be and what song would they cover? I would go with um, Bob Seger, Cabin Down Below. Oh, man, that's a great call. I love that. He would do such a good job with that song. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so what song do you most frequently recommend to people who don't know Tom's music? Is there a go-to song that you say you've got to listen to this one? A go-to song would be, I think it would have to be Wildflowers or Don't Back Down. One of the two. Two great songs. And so I think I might have to modify this question too at some point because I think for me, after I'd written this, I thought, well, it really depends on the person, right? And what their taste yeah. in music is and what their mood is. Because there's, like you said, there's a song for every occasion. And there's, right. a song, there's a song for every music fan, a Tom Petty, you know, there's a Tom Petty song for everyone. So I think it does depend a little bit, but I think those no. are two, two great calls. And I, 
And I think too, you know, our, you know, Spike. Spike is always a good icebreaker if you're going to yeah. listen to Aunt Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the, that's, and Spike is another one of those songs that every Tom Petty fan loves. I've never know, heard, right? you, you know, he, said, there's some, he wrote some great songs and some, okay, you know, not okay, but good songs and his, his, his level was good, but everyone loves Spike. Everyone loves that song. <laughs> <laughs> and it fits with your, uh, with your, with your album that you choose, Soft Southern Accent, so there you go. <laughs> okay, so your last question of these ones is, describe Tom Petty in three words. Talented, humble, kind. Beautiful. And I and I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> that didn't take me long, did it? <laughs> Not at all, no. <laughs> That's your wildflowers. That just came out of the air out of nowhere. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Um well, I think, you know, unless there's anything else you wanted to chat about, I think we've had a, a great little uh, great little conversation here, and I would definitely love to get you back on again at some point to chat some more. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, in future um, yeah, and of course, I've told a few people about this. I haven't told many, but they're all, of course, you know, go for it, do it, and, you know, they all want to see it. And, of course, they watch your podcast because I try to post them. You know, if you don't get it on there, I try to post them on there in the group. Um, I really appreciate that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, again, they just, uh, I don't know, other than just, you know, shout out to my group people that, you know, they're always thanking me and, and I'm not great. I'm not awesome. I'm just me. And I couldn't do what I do if it weren't for all of them. So, you know, my well, thank you. Well this, is, well, this is the first time I'm going to have to disagree with you during the podcast. I think you are wonderful, and I think you are <laughs> awesome, and so do a lot of other people. And I really hope yes, you keep I on doing that. what you're doing because it does mean it does mean a lot to a lot of people. You know, like you said, we're 1,200 strong now, and that sort of sense of community and that sense of love that we all feel from that group does come from you. That does come from the uh-huh. way that you you put you put put you put that energy out into the group and into the world, and it, it that's a really positive thing, especially at the moment of the way the world is. That's a huge part of all our lives. So thank you very much for yeah. doing what you do. Um, but yeah, you know, I appreciate the members. I appreciate you doing this. I'm glad we did. I enjoy talking to you. I think you're a fun guy too. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> well, it's great. I don't know. It's just, it's nice to be able to talk to other fans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I will let you go and I will. So this episode is going to go out on February 9th. Um, okay. And again, for those, my listeners, please, 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 if you're on Facebook, go and sign up for Tom Petty Fans Forever. It's one of my well no it is my favorite tom petty group on on uh, on facebook because again just that sense of sort of community and real engagement with people happens a little bit more quickly than it naturally than it does on tom petty nation so come and join us in that group um and we'll see you there all right thanks right on. nice to visit yeah thanks so much gwen um enjoy the rest right of the day i hope everything's going well down in texas covid wise i think you're, hopefully you're shiny and we're we're warmer <laughs> than you so we're great <laughs> all right kevin Thank you so very much. Yeah, you take care of yourself. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, that's our last episode of Season 2 in the can. And I'm really looking forward to starting to discuss Damn the Torpedoes for Season 3, and that begins next week. Um, I also already have one fantastic guest lined up. Uh, for season three and another one who is almost confirmed um please make sure you head over to tom petty fans forever which is gwen's group on facebook um gwen's cultivated a real sense of um very sort of tight community in that group um and as we talked about she also does giveaways every now and again which she does entirely out of her own pocket and just out of the goodness of her heart so uh, please support her and support that group by by going and joining um and in the spirit of paying that uh, generosity forward um, as I talked about in the episode, I will be giving away a signed copy of John Scott's excellent memoir, Tom Petty and Me, exclusively in the Tom Petty Fans Forever uh, Facebook group. So if you want a chance to win, please go and sign up to be a member if you aren't already. Uh, and I'll be posting the uh, a Tom Petty trivia question there uh, today, as if you're listening to this um, today, uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. 
don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Tom Petty Project uh, and on Instagram at The Tom Petty Project. Um, and of course, you can find me on YouTube. If you're watching this, that's where you're going to be watching it. Um, so follow, like, subscribe as applicable. And again, please leave a review or a rating if you haven't already. Um, it sort of helps with the getting the word out there and, and getting us sort of up the, up the charts a little bit, which is, I don't know, maybe more people will hear about Tom Petty's music if, if we do that. Um, and as a reminder, the Tom Petty Project and myself uh, individually are not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estate in any way. Um, so whenever you're looking for Tom's music, please buy through legal channels. Um, please go visit the official YouTube channel if you're listening online um, or through any of the official streaming uh, apps. Um, and you should definitely go check out the store and go buy yourself some Tom Petty merch. Um, until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy, uh, and I'll be back with you next week to talk about the first track from Damn the Torpedoes. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, that's our last episode of season two in the can. And I'm really looking forward to starting to discuss Damn the Torpedoes for season three, and that begins next week. Um, I also already have one fantastic up uh, for season three and another one who is almost confirmed. Um, please make sure you head over to Tom Petty Fans Forever, which is Gwen's group on Facebook. Um, Gwen's cultivated a real sense of um, very sort of tight community in that group. Um, and as we talked about, she also does giveaways every now and again, which she does entirely out of her own pocket and just out of the goodness of her heart. So uh, please support her and support that group by by going and joining. Um, and in the spirit of paying that uh, generosity forward, um, as I talked about in the episode, I will be giving away a signed copy of John Scott's excellent memoir, Tom Petty and Me. 
exclusively in the Tom Petty Fans Forever uh, Facebook group. So if you want a chance to win, please go and sign up to be a member if you aren't already. Uh, and I'll be posting the uh, a Tom Petty trivia question there uh, today, as if you're listening to this um, today, uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Tom Petty Project uh, and on Instagram at The Tom Petty Project. Um, and of course, you can find me on YouTube. If you're watching this, that's where you're going to be watching it. Um, so follow, like, subscribe as applicable. And again, please leave a review or a rating if you haven't already. Um, it sort of helps with the getting the word out there and, and getting us sort of up the, up the charts a little bit, which is, I don't know, maybe more people will hear about Tom Petty's music if we do that. Um, and as a reminder, the Tom Petty Project and myself uh, individually are not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estate in any way. Um, so whenever you're looking for Tom's music, please buy through legal channels. Um, please go visit the official YouTube channel if you're listening online um, or through any of the official streaming uh, apps. Um, and you should definitely go check out the store and go buy yourself some Tom Petty merch. Um, until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy, uh, and I'll be back with you next week to talk about the first track from Damn the Torpedoes. Bye-bye. <laughs>